Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. Oh, what amazing grace that I do not deserve. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, as many of you can tell, I am struggling in my voice tonight. So I will not be very long. And the people said, Amen and Hallelujah. I was struggling this afternoon. I don't feel sick. It's just my voice was like, you know what? Nope, I'm out. And so I even called dad. I said, dad, this is the first time this really ever happened to me. What, what should I do? And dad was like, well, there's all loads of stuff you can do. And I said, well, okay. And I was struggling on making a decision. And then the Lord corrected me in my prayer. And he said, I don't need you to talk very much. Because I can do what I want to do. I can move. This is enough. This is enough right here. I don't need to add to it. I don't need to take away from it. He did all he needed to do with this book right here. And I'm thankful for that tonight. I think this service has been very fitting with uh, what the worship team has sung. That there is a miracle in this place. There is going to be a breakout moment. There is going to be freedom in the house. And my chains are going to be gone. Open up your Bibles to Acts 16, 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God to where the prisoners could hear them. For not very long, but I'm going to preach on this topic, midnight moments. I believe God is preparing us for a midnight moment tonight. If you'll put down your Bibles and pray unto the Lord right now, God, have your way in this place. God, make room where man falls short. God, I pray your anointing would fall in this house. I pray your covering would fall in this place tonight. And I'm believing for great things in this house. I'm believing that there's going to be a spirit of freedom that walks into this house tonight. I believe that there's going to be a spirit of deliverance that walks into the place tonight. And we give you all the glory for what you're going to do in this place. God, have your way in the house tonight. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. I'm going to need you all to help me. Sister Audrey already said she was going to help me, and I appreciate that. 
this is killing me tonight because my voice is not going to help me one bit. I like to preach in a style that my dad likes to dictate as blood and guts preaching. Most of my preaching comes from my belly. and So I'm going to have to take it a little easy tonight. So I'm going to need some help. Can I get some help in the house tonight? Are you going to help me? Hey, man, I love this church so much. At the very end of Acts chapter 15, we see that Paul and Barnabas were teamed together and they're traveling. The word says that he would send the disciples out two by two to do the work of the Lord. And Paul and Barnabas would work together for a long time. But at the end of chapter 15, Barnabas then leaves to go with Mark and Paul begins his journey with Silas into Samaria. And when Paul begins this journey, he's, he's leaving chapter 15 and we come into chapter 16. Chapter 16 ends up with Timothy or Timotheus begins to join the team. I always liked it that his name was Timotheus because my dad either would like to nickname me Timotheus or Bocephus. So either I'm Timothy in the Bible or I'm Hank Williams Jr. I don't really know. Coming out of Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were supposed to begin their reign of territory. And the Bible says that they tried to make their way into Asia, but God said no. And so when they were making their way out of Syria, it says in Acts 16 and verse 9, it says that Paul got a vision in the night. And there was a man of Macedonia and prayed and saying, come to Macedonia and help us. Help us, Paul. And it says in the next verse that after he had seen this vision, he immediately left into Macedonia. As he was going into Macedonia, some things would begin to change. You see, the importance of this is that Paul and Silas' mission was not to go to Macedonia at first. Because at the end of chapter 15, it says that they were to go to confirm the churches that were already set. However, the supernatural begins a shift when he brings a vision to Paul. A vision that would change his course for something that God was working on. Paul's anointing was in the works and Paul was beginning to take step into new territory. Not just geographically, but in his anointing, he was about to take another step. In Acts 16, verses 14 and 15, we meet a woman by the name of Lydia. And Paul baptizes her and her household. And then a group of people begin to build up. Up until this point, the ministry of Paul and Silas was to set, has been set on nothing but blessing from God. They were going confirming the churches. Then they receive a vision to go to Macedonia. And when they go to Macedonia, they meet Lydia and their family. And baptize them and baptize their whole house. God is moving, but then the story shifts into another dimension. What was looking up to be a story of joy and power and wonder is about to change because in verse 16 it says, A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. What they say is that she was a, 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 a fortune teller. But it doesn't, what, I, what, what blows my mind is that it said 
that as they were in prayer, this damsel came. How many know that it doesn't matter what you're doing? It doesn't matter when you're doing it. They were in the middle of a prayer meeting and the enemy came to attack them anyway. Has anyone ever felt like the enemy of your soul has placed a target on you? Paul and Silas were doing the work of the Lord. And yet in the middle of a prayer meeting, this woman possessed with the spirit of divination, the spirit of dividing, comes in. The Bible writes in John 10 and 10, the thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I've come to tell somebody tonight, there is a target on your back. It does not matter what you are doing, when you're doing it, if you're powerful and mighty in the Lord, or if you're just a babe in Christ, there is a target that Satan has on your back. Verse 18 then begins to tell us that the woman possessed by a devil had done this for days. She was attacking them and, and dealing with them and coming at them and just trying to follow them throughout the city. Till finally Paul had had enough. And it says in verse 18, but Paul, Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out in the same hour. Paul had had enough of the enemy trying to cause this drama in the middle of his work. He was tired of the enemy poking his nose into the work of the Lord. But the enemy was not done with what he was trying to do in that territory. So after the demon was cast out of the woman, her masters noticed that now because of this supernatural incurrence that they will lose the avenue of money. Of income, It says that they were mad because they saw that their income was gone. The spirit, the evil spirit is gone. And now their money's gone. And the Bible says that they drew Paul and Silas to the magistrates. That word drew there means they literally drug them into the marketplace. They drug them perhaps by their hair or by their clothes in front of everybody. How many know that when he sends attack, when the enemy sends an attack upon your life, he brings chaos, he brings separation, he brings envy, he brings anger, he brings division. So this response out of the masters is an easy tale that Satan is involved in this story. He's working behind the scenes. Verses 20 through 24, we see what the magistrates then do. It says that they said they're doing evil. These men trouble our city. They teach customs that aren't lawful. Because we're Romans, we shouldn't be observing this. And it says that the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes. They beat them. They laid stripes upon them and they cast them into prison. And after receiving such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. The enemy was tired of what Paul and Silas was doing in this Roman nation. You see, they were tired of them reigning in this territory. Paul and Silas were on a victory march for Christ. They were going through territory that had been lost to this kingdom, but they were taking it back and giving it to the Lord. 
but they still had this target on their backs. The enemy attacked them while it seemed so strong and mighty. You see, the enemy has a way of turning people against you. This multitude that was in the marketplace, perhaps they were with Paul and Silas after they had baptized Lydia and their family. They would have seen that. They would have been there. They would have witnessed it going into the city. They were with them. They were, they were for them. They were for what Paul and Silas were trying to do. But because it says the multitude rose up against them, the very multitude that should have been for them in that territory became against them. Because when the enemy puts a target on you and when the enemy tries to attack you, he will try to put people against you. He will try to put people and that will attack you. They will rise up and become against you. And when they did, Paul and Silas had their clothes torn off. They were beaten. They were punched. They were kicked. They were whipped. And they were thrown into prison. But not just into the prison. They were thrown into the inner prison. This would have been the dungeon. This would have been something terrible. There would have been mud. There would have been blood. Every nasty thing you can think of. There would have been human waste. That's where they were thrown because of what they were doing. Because they were doing the will of God. They were dragged into the marketplace in front of everyone, publicly put on trial for what they did. Then they had their clothes ripped off, beaten, and thrown into a literal dungeon. All because they were doing the will of God. They were doing what God told them to do. They were obeying God. They did exactly everything he asked. They, were, they helped the churches. They confirmed the churches. They got a vision to go to Macedonia. They went to Macedonia. They saw Lydia. They helped Lydia. They saw the woman in the damsel in distress. They saved her. They delivered her. And look where they ended up. Somebody feels like that tonight. I've done all I could do, God. I've done everything you told me to. I've I've prayed exactly when I was supposed to. I fasted when I was supposed to. I lived for you like I'm supposed to. I, I brought my children to Sunday school like I'm supposed to. I paid my tithes like I'm supposed to. And yet I'm still dealing with this situation. God, I'm in prison. Maybe it's not a natural prison. Maybe you're in a mental prison. Maybe you're in a spiritual prison. Maybe you're in an emotional prison. Had it been me, had it been me that was getting the stripes on my back, had I been beaten, had I been thrown into jail, I'd probably given up a long time ago if I'm being honest. But after they were thrown in prison, The next verse is where I believe God wants us to get to tonight. Paul and Silas, being in the prison, bring themselves into a midnight moment. In verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God to where the prisoners could hear them. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. It doesn't matter how bad it looks or how evil it may look. If you are willing to have an ounce of faith, if you are willing to have a little bit of anointing coming off of the throne room of heaven, it will cover you from head to toe. You may have a target on your back, but if you will allow the anointing to fall from heaven, it will cover the very target that the enemy has put on you. It doesn't matter the darts that are coming after you. It doesn't matter the vice 
voices that are coming after you. It doesn't matter the anxiety that's coming after you. If you will have the anointing, it will cover you. It will protect you. It will, it will bring you peace. It will bring you strength. Paul and Silas had that kind of anointing. Paul and Silas had that kind of faith. The anointing was on their lives. And when you've been anointed by God, it covers you from head to toe. I may be targeted by Satan, but David writes in the psalmist of 23, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over I may be attacked but I will not die I may be in prison but I won't give up I may be chained up but I'm not going to stop now my voice may be about to leave my body but while there's still breath in these lungs I'm going to lift them up to the Lord my voice may be broken but I'm still going to praise Him with every ounce of my being I may be weak, I may be tired I may want to give up I may be in prison, I may have been I may have wanted to give up a long time ago, but with the anointing on me, I have the strength to carry on. Because look what happens when they take that midnight moment in verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Anointing does not care what kind of situation the enemy has put you in because if the Lord has anointed you, then you will forever have that anointing. God put that place on Paul and Silas that says, yes, I've ordained you for this season, but it doesn't matter if you're in prison because I will make a way when there seems to be no way if you will just have an ounce of faith when it looks like you should have given up I'm there with you I will be with you prisons can't stand under the covering of God chains can't hold under the anointing prison doors must be opened when the anointing falls from heaven it takes you into a midnight moment If the singers will begin to make your way and you'll stand tonight. The anointing that these two men had took them from a place of pain to imprisonment. It took them from, from beating and worry and, and fear and honestly, if it was me, it would have been anger. But the anointing took them from that into a midnight moment that says, I may be in prison. I may have been beaten. I may be weary and I may be hanging on by a thread. But by God, he's brought me out before. I've been in prison before. If you're Paul, I've been beaten before. I've been whipped before. I've been shipwrecked. I've been, I've been in the deep. And if he's brought me out of that, I know he can do it again. If I have the faith to stand right now, I'll have the faith to walk out of the prison doors. 
some of you may feel like you're at the end, that you've had about enough that you can bear. The night has been hard on you. The night has been dark. The night has been long, and it seems like it will never end. But if someone would take up the anointing like Paul and Silas that says, I may have been beaten, I may have been prisoned, but I'm not going to let that stop me now because I'm ready for a breakthrough. I'm ready for a shifting. Psalmist says in 30 and 5, for his anger endureth for a moment, the favor is life, weeping endureth for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I know there's going to be a morning. Midnight means it's the end of the night and it's starting a new day. Somebody get up out of your prison and start your new day with praise. Start your new day with a shout. Start your new day with worship because it's through your worship and through your praise that you will have victory. You want to know the power of a shout? Look to those boys at Jericho when the walls fell. Look to the ones in Psalmist 47 where it says, oh, clap your hands and Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.